Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. podcast today is to To not overreact anything no no well okay this kind of coincides but too late i'm uh i'm going with pirates of the caribbean theme we gotta walk people off the plank like back onto the ship yeah let's get them back onto the ship and back to not like not like literally walk them off the plank no 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 i'm not i'm not pushing them off this is not like (laughs) in star wars where you try to you know that was like the like the futuristic version of trying to throw Luke into the pit. I can't remember even remember what they what they would call that. Yeah, we don't have a Spartan pit of death. We're not kicking people into the pit. No, but uh, Twitter Twitter would be my my. Twitter example. is kicking people into the into the pit. Uh, cannot just kicking people, kicking players into the pit too. Drop kicking players into the pit. Um, like with a running start. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off by saying I was at the game last night. So after that major rant I went on last week about <laughs> ticket, now this That's was crazy. it was not a like I wasn't gonna go out of my way to get tickets. I told you that, but uh, a yeah. cousin mine apparently has a connection to someone who who sells tickets or has tickets, and we got them for a I don't know how I, he hasn't given me the price yet. I've been asking him a couple times. Yada yada yada. Dave was at the game. Um. I will say let's let's start off by I'll tell you about my experience. I've never been to a Leaf playoff game. Apparently, my brother's been to one before, and I guess I just I was younger and I don't remember. This was when the Leafs played the Senators, so that tells you how far back that goes. I've barely been to a Leafs regular season game, so I, it's not like I can relate this experience. Um, and I I just kind of remember 
back when I used to watch Leaf games on TV. This was pre, like I'm talking about before the lockout. And you know when you see Leaf games, especially the playoff games where fans were all standing and cheering and it was a massive sea of fans? Yeah. Like, I saw, seeing that firsthand was just like reminding myself why, you know, playoff games. Now and I can understand why playoff games mean a lot more to be there and to see the atmosphere because it was probably the best atmosphere I've been to at a Leaf game. Yeah, and sure. I went to I the Centennial Classic, and I mean the the cold weather kind of dampened the uh, just how uh, I mean the fans got excited after the game winning goal, but um, the last thing there's no comparison. Um, there was, I mean, every, the building was full. I mean, you look down at the you know the good seats, and I I saw. Okay, more fans and all standing and cheering, and it was it was incredible. Uh, the start of the game, not so incredible. Like literally the first shot of the game, and I'm not even gonna totally put this on Anderson. Like he should have made the save. Like there's no if, ands, or buts. That is a savable puck, and he said it too. But there, that shot, that play should never have happened. That's a that's just a playoff goal. Yeah. Uh Bucks on net, guy in front. But but Happens. what led to the play? I mean, I'm gonna rewatch the play right now because Yeah, I I was honestly wasn't even watching the T V when the goal went in, the first goal. Because yeah, I was Because eating. it was literally the first shot. Because it's the first thirty seconds. Who's gonna score in a playoff game in the first thirty seconds? The defense is supposed to be tight. Well the, and this is gonna bring to my my number one issue in that game. Yeah. Oh, I gotta wait for this ad to play before I can look. Okay, we're at nine nineteen nineteen forty of the first period, and the play. So this is what happens: Bruins. Uh, who was? I think it was. I think it was. Well, it was the top line that was out, right? So this would have been Pasternak. Yeah. Skates around like nobody's nobody's uh, problem. Like. Mitch Marner tries to do something, didn't really. Morgan Raleigh made a nice stick check, but he got it back because the defense was just non-existent and nobody covered Krug. Yep. This was the biggest difference between the Leafs' defensive game and the Brewers' defensive game. If that's a Leaf de- Leafs defender who had that puck, that person would have been covered right away. Not to have open daylight to throw it on net. But you also notice how quick Krug got that puck off. He didn't wait. He didn't say, okay, I'm going to wait for a screen to open up. No, he saw an open lane to shoot and he shot it. And then, I mean, and I will say, I give the Leafs a lot of credit for responding right away. With (laughs) with the most unexpected... An unlikeliest person to score in Tomas Plekanec. Says you. Oh, yeah. Cause, uh, Says you were... I, playoff hero Thomas Plekanec is the man, and I never doubted him for a second. <laughs> that was my tweet last night, actually. Um, but Never in doubt. Um, let's just say the – well, I guess they play like the top line, but that but Plekanec's line with Marlon and Marner were on another level last night. They were the top line. They were the top line. 
Um, Unfortunately, because somebody had to be. Because okay. Chara did a very good job as he's done all series. At so this was bottling gonna be, up Matthews and Nylander. This is going to be my next part. So let, let's. Let, I know I'm not going to recap the whole game. People have seen it. I'm just going to go over a couple pointers and then we'll dispute uh, or discuss. Um, we we talked about. I guess do you want to go through what went wrong for the Leafs, and then we can go through some analysis, or what do you want? I'd be honest, there wasn't a lot that went wrong for them, other okay. than the obvious parts. They, I three mistakes. This was their best game of the postseason so far. Three mistakes all game. I mean, okay, not all game. They've made a couple uh, of there. Not even but, three. I mean, Anderson has just he's doesn't see it through a screen. But that's a mistake, right? That's a mistake yeah. on his part. To not be it's able to just, see it through it. It's not like he misplayed a puck that led to a goal or something. Yeah. He just somebody was in front and he couldn't see the puck. I but mean, it was just he should have had it, but it's I don't know if it's a mistake. That's just now it bounce. The second goal, I mean people are gonna I mean, there was just a lot that went wrong. I'm not even gonna totally blame it on him because it was a hell of a play by Pasternak on the yeah. two on one. Um What the hell was Jake Gardner thinking? You, Jake Gardner doing Jake Gardner things, man. He's, we've talked about it all season. He's, uh, how do I put this? He's one of the, I, I, there's no way of putting it nicely. He has 50 points, but he's still so prone to mistakes and brain farts at any given time. Like it could just be, he could be having a good game and then just throws a biscuit up the middle of the ice. Well, okay. And that was the issue is that. It's a no, it's a play where I did not think he was gonna like. If you think you're gonna be able to beat out David Pasternak for the puck and a pinch, David Pasternak, who's also on a good, good streak of form as well, like he's just playing this great. Is, this is where you hope that some sort of smart or intelligence comes in to realize this guy has been killing us all series. Maybe I should back off. And yeah, anticipate. Yeah. He didn't That's the game plan, the though, play. for the Leafs. I mean, you, you're trying to maximize offense, and you want to pinch at the blue line. They, uh, but then they were so. doing that way. I mean, they were doing that quite a, a lot. I mean, they were doing it a lot all all series. Yeah. And this, well, and was, the Bruins realized uh, that though. And like, how did yeah. the, how did the Leafs not realize they're onto us about that? We need to change something. Well, you don't realize it until after the mistakes made, I guess, and then you you should realize it. Because but they made the mistake, and then it happened again. I mean, look. I mean, during but it, it, it wasn't like they were giving up two on ones all game. Like, no, they weren't. But it was working for them because they were keeping sustained zone pressure. So why change it if you're getting your chances? Yeah. Um, and then um, the third but, goal. Uh, something real quick that yeah, okay. I didn't really notice is Kiprios pointed it out after the game was uh, off the face off because I believe the posture knack to Marshan goal was off a draw. Yeah, it was yeah. off the ice, right? Yeah, so it was off the draw. I think they lost, like the Leafs lost it, or they scrammed. Um, and this is not to criticize them before we get ahead, because there's been enough criticizing of these two yeah. over the course of the series. But Kiprios pointed out that Matthews and Nylander both thought they were the high man on the play mm-hmm. to cover back in case somebody pinched, so you'd have two men back. And they both ended up just sort of hanging around the faceoff circle when the puck went back to Gardner, which left the Leafs down into a two-on-one. So, I mean, it's just it's a split-second thing that ends up costing you in the end. And obviously, you're going to be highly critical of it. It's just, it's hockey. 
shit happens, as Matthews did say earlier in the series. Yep, he has. <laughs> um, I want to go to the third goal. Yep. And it's the same issue again. Similar issue in that the Bruins player closed the gap a lot quicker than I guess Dermot anticipated. And that's a that's yeah. a play where all game that's long. A, that's a different play too though. It's it not, is. I mean he like he had pinch, possession. But uh, pass hits a player and it's out of the zone. But it's a decision that I think he yeah. made the wrong one. Like it's it's a mistake, but it's yeah. not the same as Gardner because he's holding the line and tried to dump it in further and hit somebody in the chest or leg or something in it. Again, just a bounce that didn't go the least way. So, um, yeah, I I will say like watching Dermot, he kind of looked. It wasn't his best game. He looked kind of all over the place a bit. Um, you you know where I'll go with this. What? He's playing on a pair with Roman Polak. Yeah, he is, but Polak actually Ooh, wasn't. Gives me my my chest gets tight every. T- yeah, I see Roman Polak go anywhere near a puck. Yeah, true. I mean, he's I, just I. There's not a lot of room to. There's room to criticize Dermot, but honestly, like. Yeah, I'm not putting it all on him. I mean, look, no, no. it's a it's a partner same, thing. Same with Gardner. He had a. I had this argument with somebody on Twitter, as you know, and it's just Gardner had a bad pinch, but I mean, Sidesev didn't play the pass and. If Pasternak beats you, then Pasternak beats you. But yeah, but Pasternak really—he sold he, that so yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. He did a great yeah. job. And it's not like Pasternak was didn't make a great play, but just don't give him the opportunity to make that pass. If you make him beat Anderson instead of giving it to Marchand wide open, like he had a full four by six, it was ridiculous. Yeah, and uh, there's a couple people getting on Freddie for not covering the cross crease. No, it's not on your goalie to cover a cross crease pass. It's on the defenseman. Well, I mean, this is the difference between the Mar- the Marner two on one with Marlowe and yep. t- that Ras saved, and the Bruins one. Pasternak is a sniper. He is yep. not a known playmaker, and Marchand technically is too. I see that, but. Rask and you, 100%. And Marshan's a 40-goal scorer. I mean, yeah. you got to you, – you're not – it's not ideal either way. I mean, one of them's going to burn you. Pasternak probably picks Anderson top corner if he keeps that puck. We're, we're talking what-ifs at this point. What if Pasternak kept that puck? Would he have scored? I mean – if you want to talk about what ifs, the entire series is what if Marner didn't try and force that puck to Marlowe when he had a wide open net back door, or not wide open, but when he was had that shot back door, hit a defender in the skate, goes away. What if Marner scores on that breakaway? I mean, like it, this is what you talk about when you lose games. It's just what could have happened if the Leafs generated or scored on their chances. Yeah, like the Leafs had, I mean, I counted maybe at least two or three that Connor Brown just, re- like, a second later, if he was there a second later, it would have been a tap-in. Like, there were so many plays that they Matthews and Nylander had a puck laying in the slot, and the puck hit Chara's stick. Yeah. His stupidly long hockey stick. I know he's six foot nine, but honestly, that shouldn't be allowed. No. You should have to bend over and play with a normal size stick. 
Um, no. Oh, well. I'm kidding. That's just he's a giant man that requires a giant hockey yeah. stick. Excuse me. I mean, Hal Gill used to have a really long hockey stick. <laughs> Pierre McGuire knew about his long stick. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. Still I, one of my favorite quotes of all time. <laughs> for another day. Yeah. Um. Okay, so. That was the thing that probably it, it was certainly frustrating is that they played a pretty good game, they dominated. Uh, I would say their fourth line again created a lot of chances, had the spark, and didn't get rewarded for it again. I mean, it's just the way the bounces go. Um, but you know, didn't get a lot of credit in the two games in Toronto. I thought Dominic Moore played well. He got benched actually in that third period for Matthews. He did, but that's because they were trying to score, and Matthews got yeah. double shifted. Uh, Not because Moore was playing like. Don Moore was he was what you would expect from a guy like. Yeah, him I'm not in. saying he was a stud, but he came out and he did his job. Yeah, he did. He uh, didn't make any turnovers. He played well in his own zone, as far as I can remember. No, he he did what you want out of a fourth line center. He. I guess that's the idea. As a fourth line center, it's kind of like a defenseman. You, if you don't hear their name, it's sort of a good thing. Yep, it is. Yeah, unless when they, they score, score, obviously. But yeah. like, if if you don't notice them, it's pretty good because they're just doing what they need to do. I will say, um, and maybe do, maybe we'll get into the criticism before we get to you know who. Let's talk about the Bozak the line. No, let's talk about the Bozak <laughs> line. <laughs> that's a battle for later. Yeah, Co- Connor Brown. Played you know who? out of his mind last night, and it is so unfortunate that he had to play with Bozak and JVR. I mean, Bozak. If we're gonna, you know, I'm gonna use the good old Peter Horacek line of the give a shit meter. Bozak was at about a mid. JVR at part of times could not care less. When we, I mean, and I've heard this many times, especially on TSN radio about uh, passengers. He's a passenger right now. Both goals he scored, and I, and I know this is his mo to score in front of the net, but Connor Brown is playing his mind out. Like he's doing whatever he can to try to get the Leafs not only back in the game, but this is also when they were yeah. tied to try to get them ahead. And there was times where he's the only one in the zone, and I'm wondering what the heck is his line mates doing. And Bozak, to give him credit, he was getting engaged in the forecheck and all that. JBR was. Like people are and people uh, criticize other players, but he, he I have rarely heard his name being. Uh, I'm, I'm not a mass fan of Bozak, but JVR was uh, probably the least effective player on that line last night. Yeah. Um, uh, as much as I hate to give Bozak credit for a whole lot, because I uh, I don't know, I just reasons. Um, you you know my stance on Bozak. I mean, he's no. They're both gone. Great guy, cute kid. He's just hasn't they're, been as effective if, this year. Now, let's say they were to lose on Saturday. Yep. That is it for them. There is. Yeah, that's it for Bozak. That's it for JVR. There is that's, no. And I actually Bozak's I, off to Vancouver I, apparently. So I think if they actually do somehow win this, I mm. win the series. I would still not yeah. want them back because you. I don't know how Babcock. Approaches. I know they're veterans, and maybe they get a little more leeway. I just don't know how Babcock is on that bench, not shaking his head about what he's seeing from them. I mean, especially you know, especially JV. I'm not gonna totally rip into Bozak because 
I did see him try to do things, but JVR there's frustrates there's the been a lot of criticism on JVR, and I think most of it's been focused on Matthews and Nylander for obvious reasons. The point totals aren't there, but JVR, I mean, a lot of people have gotten back on this wagon. Why didn't believe JVR at the deadline? Because now it's pretty obvious the Bruins are just beating the crap out of him in front, and he's not nearly as effective from the perimeter than he is from in front of the net. He's not even close to as effective from the perimeter, even. If, you, if you're if you playing Javier on the outside, you're probably going to do pretty well against him because he's not overly quick. He's got good hands, but he's, yeah, I don't know. He doesn't play that game where you can play on the perimeter and against the boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I. It's just like if he he's a guy that that benefits from set plays. Yeah. Right? Well, he's he's not he's on a he he's not an improvisation in front of the net, and you don't get a lot of time and space in front of the net in playoffs. Yeah. Well, and this is, happened last time he played Chara. He's not playing Chara this time. I don't. He's, there was a couple of times where he own. was, but this was the the bigger issue actually is the fact that the on one strain, this is something I want to get to the Leafs is their ability to get it tips. Tipping goals. Yeah. They're one of, I mean, Jonas Siegel had that article from the Atletico. Um, and he's like, the Leafs were one of the top teams in tipping goals. JBR yeah. was a big part of that. Well, guess what? In the playoffs, the Leafs have not been getting shots from the point. A lot of them have been blocked because well, of Bruins. Yeah, they, they have. They just, I think, I, I was writing my article on the game last night, and uh, Boston had 27 shot blocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rask had 30 saves, so nearly 60 shot attempts. Even that's just sorry, that's just blocks and shots on goal, not counting the ones that missed the net. And the Leafs missed the net a lot in the second and third period, so that's probably close to 70, 80 shot attempts total. Yeah, which that's a pretty good night, but yeah, it's just Boston knows how to play playoff hockey, and the Leafs do not yet. Leafs, I don't think, have the roster. The thing with the Boston Bruins is, you know, even I said a lot of, like, they don't exactly have the depth the Leafs have, not skill-wise, I mean. No, but they, I think... They have guys, Marchand said as much. You Did you read his Players' Tribune article? No, I didn't. I, I only saw Marchand, that one line about his dad. No, um, Marchand said that they have, in 2011, he equated this this team to the team they have in 2011, and the fact that that team had a bunch of players that weren't exactly the most skilled in the world, but they were willing to do whatever it took to win. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe them after this. I mean, they're they're not the flashiest team in the world. Their first line sure is. They score some pretty goals. But the second, third, and fourth line just grind you into the ground. Yeah. And that's why they're so successful. Their, their style does translate a little more to playoff hockey than most other teams. That's why people were... That's why somewhere like this matchup just doesn't play into the Leafs' favor as much yeah. as... Yeah, and it's... I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the series, what the Leafs have to avoid to win, and it's this dump-and-chase crap that Mike Babcock likes to use that doesn't produce any offense. It, it doesn't produce it, any offense because the Leafs... It worked a little bit more last night, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it works at times, but it's not a full-proof strategy for the Leafs. It works because the they don't have time. they don't have big bodies that can It well, it's not just big bodies. It's it's guys that can get in there quick enough to beat out 
the, yeah, the defenders. No, I, I'm. I know what this argument sounds like, and that's not where I'm going. Okay. Um, big bodies that are willing to check down low, and I'm not talking about putting Matt Martin or getting a bunch of bums in the lineup. He's actually their best. I think actually he's one of the better ones getting it down low, and and yeah. I guess what you're trying to get to is um, separating the defender from the puck. Yeah, exactly. Like Using Matthews is good at it. Marner's good at it. Like just getting in on a guy's stick and yeah, and getting the puck. Nylander's usually one of the better ones too. He's he's pretty yeah. sneaky with that. Well, he's not bad. Um, but it's just guys that like in the playoffs, you need to abuse the other team and just hit them. And the Leafs don't do that. And I'm like I said, I'm not calling for these like Patrick Maroon big guys that produce a little bit of offense but hit everything and we get in on the puck. I mean, you can use that in a playoff, sure, but the Leafs, it's not like the Leafs add those guys to the lineup and this result is any different. Yeah. The Bruins are a good team. Uh, yeah, so th- this is where, okay, do we want to get into this now? Because I think... Uh, let, David. What? Into what? Certain people, and you're writing an article about this, so I oh, mean, I, I just submitted it. Yeah, you did, and I'm. I mean, it's enjoy. A little, little tough to edit and do a podcast. Yeah, no, time. I've done it before, and it's not the best strategy. I wouldn't recommend anyone do that. But there's at least one point where you just completely zone out. Like I can already tell you from experience of doing previous podcasts, where you just start reading shit, and then you're just completely out of it. You've missed the point. Uh, yeah. So, how I'm gonna bad idea. For, yeah. Nice. Just... Um, Austin Matthews. Okay. So, I'm out of town. I'm seeing the terrible, same terrible leader, terrible player. Don't need him. I'm seeing the same stupid picture. I've seen it on milk cartons, like photoshopped on milk cartons. I've seen it yep. on posters, and it's the missing one. And it it. And this, I'm I'm taking this. Uh, this is where I kind of throw a little bit of my journalist hat out the window, um, because this is where I get pissed off. It's it's where journalistic sense ends and common sense just takes over. Because you know why? Because even journalists, nothing you can say can sometimes nothing you can say can change a person's passion around like. People are passionate. I give them a lot people a lot of credit for being passionate, especially about their sports teams. But, but there's passion. passion and then there's as yeah. you would probably say, lack of common sense slash stupidity. Yeah, there's just a line that people cross when it comes to cheering for sports teams, and Leaf fans are not shy to cross that line. People need to realize that the Boston Bruins were one of the top defensive teams in the league this season. I think Nashville was the first, was top, um, but Bruins were like I think top three in goals against. You don't want to know why? Daniel Char is still a decent defenseman because I mean Charlie McAvoy is a big reason why. But yeah, that's helped. I watched them last night, and I don't. I kind of don't understand why Babcock didn't try to get them away from Chara as much. Maybe it's just the way the line changes worked, and Cassidy was yeah. able to get it worked out. Um, but anytime I saw Matthews against Chara, this is not a battle he's going to win just because Chara knows how to play it, right? 
when Char was against the Marner line in the fourth line, yeah, he was totally outmatched. And then Myrtle tweeted out last night that the no the Leafs should play Matthews more, and maybe that starts to wear down on Chara because I think Chara had an easier time defending him and maybe that's because Babcock was running out the other lines to kind of match up with the with the Pasternak line so he had the Bukatic line out more I didn't see the total time of ice and I probably should have looked that up Chara had about 26 minutes Did he really? or almost 27 um, and there was times where about... he was exposed and I don't get that but McAvoy it, had about 23. I'm assuming Chara was also on the PK. Yeah. So this is where I'm going to get into this argument about Matthews. Austin Matthews, yes, he looked frustrated last night. He didn't look himself. Um, But at the same time, Zach Hyman was really good, I thought. Like, in doing what he needed to do. Um, mm-hmm. There was just some missed chances and that stuff. William Nylander... And Justin Bourne kind of helped me realize this a bit more. Uh, he posted some video. But um, Nylander had times where like Hyman is down low trying to work out a puck. And he's going up against two defenders. No support. And Matthews, I think, had some points like that too. Um, Matthew, yep. Matthews actually played over 20 minutes last night. So if you want to, he was pushed. So maybe I was uh, Placanic played fifteen. Okay, so I was totally off on that one. Um, but again, this was this was that line works so much better when they're when it's just not one guy working down low. He needs yeah. support, and Nylander was late on a couple of chances. Like go to Justin Bourne's Twitter account, and he and he puts it he puts it out. Um, yeah. So, um, like that's that's that was my issue is that n- people are putting it on Matthews. It's a line. It's a trio. It's a group of three people. You cannot put everything on one person. I saw somebody tweet out today that um, the defense is faltering and Anderson has an eighty-eight save percentage, but let's blame Austin Matthews for every single problem in this series. It's like, yep, yeah. Freddie hasn't been a stud. He nope. stole the game three, but past that, not great. Just sort of average. He's yeah, he has not looked. Uh, like... The defense has issues, and everyone's known that for a very long time, and they're being exposed by the Bruins. Yep. Um, and yeah, let's take the generational talent and uh, proceed to shove him out of the city because a twenty-year-old couldn't win the Leafs a cup. Okay, well, I'm not going to go second year. Like those, that's only a select few people that are just, they're in the panic mode. And my article is for those select few people that yeah. decide to drag all of Leafs Nation down to the lowest 1% of our brain capacity. Yeah. Um, and think Austin Matthews isn't leader material because he only has one point in a playoff series. Shut your mouth. Yeah. So people need. Do everyone a favor and shut the hell up. People need to realize that Sidney Crosby had these struggles in the playoffs. Yep. I mean, he's dominant now. That's also because Malkin is is not injured and he's been producing. Yeah, also Phil Castle. And the tire fire. Flyers are very yeah. I I guarantee, if Crosby was going up against the Bruins, he's not putting up the same amount of production. No, the Flyers are 
Terrible. Literally taking themselves out of the game. Yeah. Shout out Radko Gudis. That's also true. That was a nice hip check. So, so, I'm now if Matthews doesn't play well in the next game, okay, there's a bit of uh, then that's where you got to see your star has to step up a little bit and help carry the team a little bit. But I think in game two, I think he was way better. Like he was way more engaged. So I would say games one and four were the ones where he didn't look his best, but the Leafs were still in it. If you think Matthews is the problem here, you're not watching the games properly. No, the problem is Matthews is, is getting his chances. The problem is Points. that yeah, the this is really the problem. The problem is that there are certain players, and I think Jake Gardner is the poster boy for this, holding on to the puck too long. You give the Bruins time to close in on you. This happened with Gardner. I think Zeitz have had this happen a couple of times. It certainly happened, I think, to Dermot a couple of times too. You hold on to that puck too long. Their Bruins are like hounds. They will come at you and they will take your space away. Yeah. And Jake, I we talked about this beforehand. Jake Gardner is uh, a lot of the time I've noticed he's just sort of been standing still when he gets the puck on the blue line. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. just he's moving the puck, but his feet aren't going anywhere. Or and... he's holding on to the like he won't take the like you the initial shot. Or a the if, Bruins... if you're not getting the goalie moving, then you're just throwing a shot on net to boost well, your stat. Not just going the getting board. the goalie movie, but the defense is not set. Yeah. Once you let the Bruins get set, they're very good at blocking shots. Sorry, I'm watching a rewind of the Capitals Columbus game. Tom Wilson just blew a guy up. You want to talk about <laughs> a team <laughs> like uh, that was that's been a strange series. I'll list get into I, I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> Talk about that for a second because um, the Capitals lose the first two games at home, and people are like, "Wow!" And now the cap, the Blue Jackets has lost two games on the road uh, at home. Sorry, at home. So yeah. like, this is where I, I'm, and maybe we'll get into this now. Do you honestly believe Austin? The Leafs have no chance now. Like, are no you no chance? No. Very, very slim chance, yes. Okay. I will like say... you need to play three perfect games, or two, and then grind out a win in Game 7. Yeah. This is where I think if the Leafs do not get a good start in the next game, so if the Bruins score again like they did in Games 1-2, if they get a couple early, it's over. That's what I think. I think the mentality of this Leafs team is just not there. Where I think, and it, they could prove me wrong, but there's been times where, and it happened last night, third period, set, they're still only down by one, but they didn't play like that. As soon as that third goal, third goal went in and it was over, you could tell they were just deflated. Yeah, and it and I saw it firsthand. The I mean, the energy in the building went down too. Oh yeah. Um, if you can, if you're the away team, like I could physically hear Jake DeBrusque saying, let's go boys after he scored that goal. Yeah. That's but, how quiet it was in the ACC. I didn't hear it, unfortunately. But... Well, no, it's on a TV broadcast, obviously. <laughs> exactly. And unless you're paying $1,500, you're not hearing him say anything. So, yeah. yeah. Um, they were, they, they, it's they... just backbreaking. 
this is where I mean I'm gonna go I'm not gonna look into off season stuff. That's gotta be the again. Marlo and Hainsy have brought like Marlo was was really good last night. Hainsy he has experience, but he doesn't have he hasn't had the adversity experience like the Leafs had, right? Right? The Penguins didn't have to the deal penguins with Penguins who rolled. Yeah, I mean the defense had their but they still had like Hainsy didn't have to step up because they already had the guys that were doing that for him. He was just the yeah, guy. Yeah, he was a third pair defenseman. And then kind of got promoted up because of the injuries. But I, I think the Leafs need – and this is where I think the Bruins won the, the the trade deadline. Yeah, the Leafs got Placanic, but the Bruins got Nash to add on to guys like Bergeron, Marshan. I mean, Pasek hasn't had playoff experience, but he's been – he's playing with two guys who have been there, right? Um, yeah, and Rick Nash is also a guy that doesn't mind he's going into the dirty. He's, he's just one of those guys. He's like six two ish. He's been he's to the Cup body. Finals too. He's been there, yep. so he knows what what needs to be done to get there. Yeah, he's he's been around with the Rangers. So, um, I'm just trying to think of the other like David Krejci has been underrated, I think, in this series because while everyone's while, that was a great pass to set up the DeBrusco. Yeah, um, playoff performer David Krejci. I think this is why, like, um, yeah, Patrick Marlowe's been there before to the cup final, but he's the only Roman one. Pollock's been to a cup final. Wow, yes. <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a teammate He didn't Patrick do well, Marleau. but he was there. He was there. Um, so was James Reimer. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about that. That San Jose team was fun. Um, yeah. That was a fun San Jose team. I kind of was rooting for him to beat the Penguins, but then you remember Phil got his first cup, so you you can't be too disappointed with that. Um, this is where I think, yeah, if I'm if I'm if things don't, I mean, even if things don't do go their way, I think that's an underrated aspect. And people were like, "Oh, you're only getting a guy because of playoff experience," but guess what? The Leafs are are getting shelled at times because. They don't have the guys that can uh, turn around and say, it's not over. Let's pick it up and get back into it. It happened in 2013 in that game seven. Bruins were down 4-1. I think it was Yager or Lucic that was on the bench saying, guys, this isn't over. And what happened? You do need guys like that. Matthews is not at that point yet. He has scored big goals. Like when you need a guy to score a big goal for you, he's done it. Again, not in playoffs. Like he hasn't been that guy, but he's done it. But he's not the guy that's going to stand up and say, okay, guys, let's let's get this going. I think that's something that they are going to have to find just to give that a little extra support. I think uh, Marlowe, could do it, but I don't know if he's going to do it during a game. He's not a overly... I think, I think they've said on the radio before that uh, Leaf, it's sort of just known that when something needs to be said, Marlowe's the guy to say it, but like in the locker room during periods in between. I, but I will also say, they are they do have one person. He doesn't play, but Mike Babcock is usually supposed to be that guy. I'm right? sure he is that guy. It's just... I mean... They, you can't say they didn't try yesterday. They, yeah. they did what they the game plan was and tried to get 
I tried to get the win, and didn't happen. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about game five. Because uh, <laughs> this will be coming out Saturday morning. I usually try to... I'll, bra- I'll put the podcast out at night, but the post will go up in the morning. But Kadri's coming back, and he's getting into the game. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Do you put Kadri back with Marlowe and Marner, or... Does he go to the fourth line? Kadri go to the fourth line? Yep. Uh, no. No? no Kadri goes back with Marner and Marlowe. Now, this is my issue with that. I actually have liked what Placanic has done. Yep. And does Placanic's style translate better with Marlowe and Marner or better with Janssen and Kapanen? I would think the last... I would think... Marner and Marlowe work better with them. I, I, that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't think Kadri loses his spot in the lineup just based off two games. He's still, still going to get in. It's just not going to be. No, no, I guys. know, but he's still a 30 goal scorer for the Leafs. And this is the line that he got there with. Okay. Um, and I mean, they were the best. They're basically the Leafs' first line right now. Now, I was gonna say my counter to that is Mike Babcock is very stubborn with his lines, so he's just gonna put. Which some, is why Kadri will probably be back. Which on his is probably why line. he will be back on his regular line. Um, don't think did they have practice today? I didn't even check. That. I don't think they had media available because Matthews did speak to the media. That's another thing about Matthews that the article's about is Matthews didn't speak to the media after the game, so everyone's calling out Matthews for not being a great leader and yada yada. Okay, so Paul Hendrick actually tweeted. Paul Hendrick's good at this. They had yeah. an off-ice meeting then fly. So they did video work and then off to Boston. And they'll probably I don't think they'll practice today. There's no no chance but they'll probably do a morning skate. I'm very yeah. curious to see. I, I think actually what probably could happen and will probably happen is casual then yeah, go back to that second line but the first sign of any issues, Pekanic is going to get moved up. Because this is an elimination game. No more, uh, we'll see. There's no 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 time for that to happen, right? I'm a little, little, little worried that Kadri, he probably may have learned a lesson, but did he learn the lesson he needs to learn going into this game, which is, yeah, you can be aggressive and physical. Don't be dumb about it. Yep. Um, I, I don't know what. I mean, I can only assume that Plikanich plays the fourth line again and Janssen and... Okay, this is going to be my Kapanen second point. Are, you, are we saying it's going to be Plikanich and Kapanen and uh, Janssen? Or, if you uh, want to maximize offense, that's the line. I, I think... I've seen what uh, Komarov, the difference between Komarov and Janssen, and I just can't see. There's no feasible way that I you can't can convince this fan base that Komarov's a better. Do you know what? You don't even need to. You don't even need to say he's healthy and ready to come back in. Just do like you did the lot yesterday, game three or sorry, game four, and say he's not ready to come back, even if he is. Nobody would blame the Leafs. Um, there's there's only one explanation for having Janssen in the lineup over Kapanen. Or not Kapanen, Komarov. And it's, screw off. He's better. 
Uh, you you need you. Uh, this is the issue. Would I like to see Komarov in a, in an elimination game based on his experience? No. Well, guess what? He's been in an elimination game before. It didn't go well, right? In, uh, twenty thirteen. Yeah. And well, that's not on him technically. He was benched no. for almost the entire third. He period. was, and that was <laughs> so. That's, I mean, you Pop can't Pop really never allow that to happen. That's seven. for sure. Um, but he was in Game Six last year. He was. That is true. He's he's a choker. <laughs> it's just, I just Janssen's the better player. If you want to maximize offense and increase your chances to score goals, more goals than the other team, which is or the just goal match up against the Bruins better. I think Janssen does over Komarov. You'd think, but you just you kind of you don't you can't anticipate what Babcock's going to do. As you as you put it earlier. Like Babcock is very stubborn with his lines. Yep, he is. Um, so I not at all. So I'm, I, I told you I believe Leo Komarov will be in the lineup, and Andreas Janssen will probably sit, which is a joke. But are you honestly surprised if it happens? I don't want to bang my head I, on the table. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised at all because Babcock's been doing it all year. Yeah, um, we were genuinely surprised when Matt Martin didn't play when he was scratched the first time. Hmm. We'll wait and see what what the uh, what the lines are like in the morning skate. Yeah, that's. I guess we have to wait. And, until then. I'm surprised nobody asked about Komarov though. At practice. Uh, I mean, they asked about him yesterday. I think. Yeah, but that uh, he's out now. Did it? Do you think the Leafs got caught off guard with the Bergeron news? A little bit. Because that was an opportunity too. I mean, Riley Nash played well, right? Yeah. Uh, if anything, it makes it easier on you because you're game planning for all three of them, and now you basically. It's not that you're not game planning for Riley Nash. You're just he's he's not an offensive threat. He's passing it off to Bergeron or not Bergeron, uh, Marchand or Pasternak. So he's not a big threat on that line. Not as big of a threat. You'd want to just focus on the other two. But uh, the, the big thing it changes is Bergeron is probably the best face-off man in the league. Like, over his career, he's been one of the best. He's a Selkie winner. He's a Selkie nominee again this year. Finalist. And he's just... I don't know. You It definitely catches you off guard because there was no... So what do, you, but what do you think it was? People are, are using the C word. Maybe, because he now he did skate by himself this morning, so he was yeah. Probably... Like they made it sound like they were very confident he was going to play Game Five. So maybe it's just precaution, because it it have to be a hell of an injury for Patrice Bergeron to miss playoffs. The guy played with a punctured lung in the last five years. But there's one thing he can't play with. There's no way they're going to clear him from a concussion. Yeah. But what I'm thinking is, if it's not a concussion, maybe they just figure, if we lose that game, we're tied. If we win it, we can have Bergie back to play the uh, play the elimination game, and that's our best lineup. Like maybe it's just a guess, or a, not a guess, but a a gamble. That if we win that game, then Bergeron's 100% for when we need to eliminate this team, because there's a lot of wear and tear. You don't know if Bergeron plays that game. If he's 
sort of injured if he plays that game and gets even worse and they can't play him for the rest of the playoffs. It's also, I mean, it's a it's a big game, but is it one where you risk yeah, putting him out? Exactly. It's right. it's a big game, but it's not like an elimination game for you guys. If you win, uh, if, if you win, then great. You're up 3-1, and you can bring him back in Boston. If you lose, then you bring him back in Boston and go up 3-2, hopefully. Yeah. It's just a calculated risk, I'd, I'd say, unless it's a concussion, which I never even thought of. I that's I because they try. I think sports. The thing is, it doesn't to... look like a hit that would give you a concussion, but obviously, it doesn't take much to get a concussion. No, and you just needs to rattle around your I brain. Don't, and I've heard it many times before from Jeff Merrick was that it doesn't have to be a hit to the head. Yeah, it can be a hit to the st- gut, which was I think what it was. Something that would you know. Really I was even... I was watching a documentary a couple of days ago. Have you seen Ice Guardians yet? No. It's the documentary Netflix, I think, just put up. It's about um, enforcers, the history of enforcers in the NHL. It's really good. Mm-hmm. And they talked about the concussions. Okay. We'll see. So, yeah, it doesn't take a lot. So It, it doesn't. It never even came into my mind, but now, yeah, it could, uh, it could be. Okay. Um, but they sound very confident he's going to play on Saturday, tomorrow. All right. Today, I, whenever this is posted. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna move, we're going to move off of this because I think we beat the Leafs up to death. I do want to get to yeah. I do want to get to the other two teams just briefly. I'm not all I'm gonna say is other two teams. Uh, apparently, there's other two teams. There's two more teams in Toronto, Austin. The Marlies. <laughs> oh right, 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 right. Other playoffs in Toronto. Yeah, there's another playoff team in Toronto. <laughs> that. I, I well, that series hasn't been as interesting. It's been good, one-sided. Our good old boy Richard with the. Uh, the Homer Simpson meme, t- t- going from uh, Leafs a Leaf shirt into the bushes, coming out with a Raptors oh, a shirt and a Blue Jays hat. That um, is a classic. Yeah, you know what? I actually think that's why. Look, I mean, the basketball media is buzzing around the Raptors. Myself, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm surprised that uh, the amount of threes are hitting and how. Dominant they were in game two, and I mean I know John Wall made it interesting in game two, um, but man, the Raptors are surprising me because this is not how they usually play in the playoffs. I've never seen them actually put away the criticism or any of those doubts and just play yep. their game, and it's impressing the hell out of me. Um. <sighs> Yeah, it's just, um, I mean, it's a little surprising. I mean, the Raptors haven't won, have had a lot of trouble in game ones. And, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, you'd be surprised, honestly, at earlier in the season because the Raptors, I believe, lost two games to the Wizards this year. They did. Both without John Wall in the lineup. Bradley Beal just picked them apart. I don't know what's Bradley Beal's issue. I don't know what what's going I've, on. With I've you. been hearing the report or the stories. I haven't been able to catch either of the games because I've been out. Oh, I, um, I, I watched. I've caught like bits of it, but not the whole game. I didn't but, watch like, all. I've of... seen Bradley Beal's gone like ice cold. Um, and John Wall's not getting calls. I saw he was he was complaining about no calls on him. That's just so, the NBA. That's just a star. Yeah. Um, but like the Wizards, I I they were in the fourth seed. Uh, heading down the stretch and ended up in the eighth seed. I think Scott Brooks said in the media that they were just playing like a selfish team and they needed to get back to what they were doing. 
Uh, it's just, I mean, from that, I mean, the coach calling them a selfish team, you know, something's wrong. Like the coach doesn't call it a team in the media unless you're John Tortorella mm-hmm. or Greg Popovich. You don't really call and also condolences to Greg's wife. That's terrible. Yeah, that, that, uh... That's another story. The whole thing that happened with the reporter asking LeBron live before I, he knew about Popovich. I, I don't. Wife okay. You want to give your, I'm going to give my thought on this because we brought it up. Yeah. I, once you heard that she did talk to him about it before happening, it happened. I still don't agree with it. I think, I don't think you do that on a stage like that. I think you ask that post game when the team has a chance and the PR guy has a chance to kind of yeah. give him a heads up on it. Like the the it issue, made, the body's still warm on that story. Yeah, I mean, and I know that there's a relationship with Popovich and and LeBron. Um, yeah. Popovich is always lauded for Popovich is uh coaching team USA this summer, isn't he? I think, well, probably I, I don't know if that's kind of changed now or, but... well, yeah, obviously everything like he's, that's gotta be awful, honestly. Cause the yeah. cat, the apparently he's sorry, I mean... watching this hockey and the Spurs are probably going to drop their series to. Yeah. Warriors, and I mean... then Popovich is going to have to go home. Well, and I, sometimes, you know, in moments like these, Apparently she's been sick for a while, so yeah, you kind of see the... coming. But I guess it's just no one expected it to be the at this point. Yeah, and because he and the way his and man, no, his mannerism is right. He's not a guy that he's very stoic. Yeah, so I didn't. You don't get a lot out of Pop, but I don't so know. So it's not surprising that he, nobody knew that his wife was ill for a long time, or it wasn't reported. Some people knew, so yeah, uh, yeah. people it's close just, to it know. was kept under under wraps yeah which is for sure you don't if he doesn't want to talk about then don't talk about it yeah so um yeah i i do feel uh it's just yeah i just want and i think durant also has something happened too right kevin durant somebody i believe so somebody tried to play that off and they they were kind of saying like he tried right yeah, yeah yeah durant durant was the one that he had no idea and they just asked him i'm pretty sure like i saw something about that but I, the lebron one's the one that got the, yeah like, because that was you no know, supposed to be a live post game big you know any post game interview with lebron is always gonna that get, might you know, that probably is worse because they're playing the spurs in the series yeah the durant one like it doesn't seem that bad it's like the lebron one and then you just think about it and it's like uh, no that's not great it's not a good look I think no. those type of things, you let the player find out the news and express it. Like, like LeBron's Twitter account is probably one of the most followed out of any athlete in the world. One of, I think. It's it's like asking. I don't know if it happened. It's like if you want, we like to equate stuff back to the NHL here. It's like if one of the Sens reporters asked one of the players post game about Eric Carlson, like a player that didn't not, like on the other team, not his own team. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Like the team, the Sens were playing that night about Eric Carlson's son. Yeah. Like asking, uh, I'm trying to think who's a good friend of Eric, like asking, um, one of the Swedish players. Yeah. Like asking, yeah. Any of the Swedish players, like let's say the Sedins yeah. and they didn't know about it. That's, that's the equivalent. I would, I wouldn't. And if I, I you, would never ask. Want, I understand it. Uh, like from us, being in journalism school and whatnot, 
like you want to get that reaction because it makes for good headlines, but just ethically. Um, no. Yeah. So I would, uh, I would, I would try to stay away from that. I, I think like as journalists, you're, I mean, yeah, you want to report the news, but that type of news is like, um, it's just give it time. The story will, the story will unfold. Let, let the players decide how they want to react to it. And, you know, have a thought out because in these ones you also want a thought out thing to say right what what's lebron really going to say yeah um, other than the very like just the stock everything yeah. like thoughts and prayers with him and his family right? but his tweet, like, and, and i was saying his twitter account is so big that if he tweets it out like that's that's usually what i would expect people are going to respond to it other players stuff yeah. like that um yeah so i i think that's a bit that I mean, I didn't want to. I don't. There's not much else. It's we can a story say about that. Before, it's, there's not much to talk about in the Raptors series, yeah. quite honestly. They're um, playing again I would say tonight. That, actually, the, uh, one thing I will say is I am very I am pleasantly pleased. That's a terrible way to phrase that. I'm pleased with the way OG Ananobi has played. Surprised. <laughs> exactly. OG Ananobi has played much better offensively in the series. Yep. I'm a little concerned about the Raptors' defense in the paint, and it's been brought up that yeah. John Wall has realized I'm not getting the calls on the outside when I shoot. So, and he's quick, like De- he is really fast. Demar Grant, uh, who writes for our site, he's doing the six revelations uh, piece. Uh, yep. It's supposed to be a whole Drake theme thing, and it's it's worked. I, I like. I mean, and he puts in gifts with every like certain plays he's trying to talk about. And he showed one of John Wall on the outside, and he's just like, you know what? I had enough of this, and he just vroom, right. Yeah. No, through. John Wall when he wants to just zips yeah. around the floor. It's I saw him the first game he ever played in Toronto in his rookie season. I saw him, and he was uh, he, the guy can fly. Yes, he can. Um, I do you think the Raptors can sweep this, or do you think Washington wins a game? Hey, why not? I think the Raptors I have a lot more faith in them than I do in the Leafs. I think the Raptors, yeah. That's I, I, why so I think, hey, like I'm not gonna say totally give up on the on the Leafs, but give the Raptors some love too. Um, the Raptors, yeah, they. I think people at the same time are just like we know the Raptors can most likely win in round one. We all know what what people are concerned about and what's gonna be the bigger hype if they're yep. playing the Cavs in round two. Like that's what people are gonna. You you want to get done with this Washington series because assumably but you're playing the Cavs. I will say, Indiana, which I mean we all know the Raptors are a way better team than Indiana. Indiana is giving them like LeBron had to literally score half of the points. He scored he scored forty eight points just and they won by less than ten. They won by I think five right. Yeah. So. Like if your if your leading scorer has to score fifty and you can you can't even get a double digit lead, that's that's a problem. So the same thing that happened when the, he had that huge game against the Raptors. They didn't blow them out. No, LeBron had to have that massive game just for the just for the Cavs to win. Yeah, so I think they're beatable. They are. Def- they're way. They're definitely. LeBron. They're definitely beatable. But people can also see 
LeBron will do what he has to do. Playoff LeBron is playoff LeBron, but the Cavs as a whole don't look as heroic as they usually have. No, they're definitely not. Um, I'm just curious to see how... If the Raptors can get this sweep, um, is it going to be... I, I'm I'm very curious to see how this uh, Cavs-Pacers series plays out because I think the Pacers could give the Raptors some problems. They've played them tough this year. I mean, the They've Raptors... Lost. They were the they were the only. I think they were the ones that beat the Raptor. Raptors. They were one of the only playoff teams the Raptors had a negative record against, or something, wasn't it? I think so. I don't follow. I'm sorry. I don't follow the NBA as closely as I should. No, but... and that's give that's understandable. We're hockey guys, but uh... Uh-huh. but yeah, the the Pacers gave the Raptors some issues. Victor Oladipo has been really good as he, he was in the game one when they Ooh. beat the Cavs. He away. was, and I don't understand how like Indiana didn't really. Like he's the one that could have brought them back in that game, and they didn't. That's that was a big yeah. thing that Corey Joseph's always good in the playoffs. Yeah. Again, it's just it's another guy that's from pop system, and he knows how to play in the playoffs. Exactly. Uh, who not, am I missing? Not... Sabonis is a good big. I mean, yeah. Um, good. Oh, Miles Turner. Yeah, like, he's great. I mean, they have a good team. They're just it's like it's. It's just kind of like the Raptors. The one year they made the the first year they made the playoffs after this run started, where it's kind of like they're going to become something. Yep. We just don't know what it is just yet. No, I think the second round will tell will give a better indication, and then third round if they make the second round, the, the Pacers. Yeah. They need to get through playoff LeBron. <laughs> they do, and it's going to be tough. But, but hey, that was they split the home and home. Like Cavs are really hard to beat in Not Cleveland. Bad. So. Yep. That, that should stand for something. Uh, let's move on to a little bit of baseball because apparently spring weather doesn't like agree with ba- – I mean, spring weather in Toronto doesn't agree with uh, baseball. <laughs> because... It was not tip of the tower dropping the giant chunks of ice on uh, on the Sky Dome. No. Just preface that. Man, yeah, our CN Tower is not getting much love uh, the last few days. That's the, that's the first – that's the first doubleheader they've the Jays have had to play since 2001. Yeah, and well, it's the first doubleheader in at the at well Skydome. I used yeah, to say. sorry the. But no, is it Center. is it really Sky 2001? Was it that long ago? Like, well, I thought yeah, it was I've, way. I've been to a couple games where it, the the dome was open and it started raining and they had to close the dome. But like yeah. other than that, nothing. Man, I don't know how that. This is my issue with the whole ice storm thing, the CN Tower. That is probably the one structure I am so concerned about ice falling down from because it happens on building. Like though that ice was, like did I, you see the video? The there was a a guy a that was walking that was just out on the street, and he was over by um. Uh, I know he was right across from CBC, where the yeah, a guy the was walking and almost got impaled by ice. Yeah. Was that the he, one? He cheated death, that man. He he had, I mean, you can't, I don't know if you could hear it, but he yeah. also had headphones on. It was bad. It was pretty bad. So, yeah, the entire area should be shut down. I don't know. Did you end up going to the nope. viewing party? No. no. I was, somebody told me the other day that the rec room was closed. Our, our buddy Jose said the rec room was closed because they had a viewing party for game three that we didn't yeah. end up going I thought, to. I thought they opened it, though. 
I think they did for that, and then afterwards it was too dangerous or something. I don't. Yeah, they I don't had know. To, they, 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 there's that still time. that road. I think Bremner between Bremner, um, between Simcoe and like where the Rogers, like that area is shut down. You cannot. Yeah. Go there. For good reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the, that's the that's second big. largest structure in the world, dropping giant chunks of ice from. Did you hear how what, big that chunk, meters up? You hear how about how big that chunk of ice that went through the stadium? No, it well, was the size of a table of a desk. Stadium. It was the size of a desk. That would crush a human being well, to death. Yeah, absolutely. From that height, first off, how the see how the workers did or the people who managed that. The tower. Yeah, don't prepare for are, that. Those are the heroes. <laughs> Everyone deserves Jesus. Oh, the people that went on to, on the roof to try to fix oh it when God. it was still yeah. ice. The balls. And still chance to get crushed by ice yeah. falling down. I mean, at the same time, how does the CN Tower not have a way to safeguard it from happening? I like that's. I thought that was the reason. I mean, concrete. I don't even know what the safeguard. <laughs> my my first reaction is just. Before the ice really builds up, just chip it off. But then it's like, yeah. wait, it's the CN Tower. That'll still be little things of ice that are still massive falling yeah. on people. That's true. I don't know. It's There's no real, like, bonafide fix. Should have been made out of heated Regardless, cement. the Blue Jays had a lot of fun. Oh, man. <laughs> At the oh, expense of Ryan going they, to the Royals. Did they ever crush the Royals? It I, did not look good for most of them. Maybe all three of those games they were losing. I'm trying to think two of them for sure. And you notice the crowds have been getting better? Yeah, the the first game was obviously not great. No, but the that's 3 it. o'clock yeah. first half of the doubleheader. But, gee. But then people uh, – somebody said that people that paid for the first game got seats to the second game for yeah. free. They were allowed to stick around, which was yeah. cool. Um, I, don't how, I don't know how they make that work because what if people bought the same ticket, the same seat for the second I game? guess you just sort of – it's just sort of a gentleman's agreement that you just sort of move over. Or they have an area that's uh, yeah, or up. they have like, I mean the down down near the corners of the outfield that's not very busy. No, when the and those are pretty cheap seats, so maybe there in the five hundreds they relocate everyone. But gee, does winning baseball ever help the Blue Jays both in attendance and? What the hell is winning baseball in April? Exactly. Something else I'm going to write on is the Blue Jays being very good in April, which they have not been at all. This Even is their best, the best April since 2009. Yep. Like, and they were, I have my, actually have my notes here for all that. I think Ian Hunter uh, was the one that wrote that for Vice. Yep. But holy smokes. 15 and 9 start to the 2009 season. Um, And this is without their pitching even being as good as it should be. Mm-hmm. This is all offense. Most, okay, let's say... 60, this is 60, all Luke Maley. 60 to 75 percent. Hey, don't be hating on my boy. No, Luke Maley almost went yard again yesterday until he didn't. No, and yeah, seven straight hits. Or sorry, now it was a record, right? Nine straight hits with runners in scoring position. He was, uh, I think, when he drove in that run in the Yankees game last night, he he became seven for seven. Yep, seven for runners seven. in scoring position. I think that's this what it was, or something silly. You talk about how good Ryan Goins was with the bases loaded last year. It's like that's how good Luke Maley, Luke Maley even better actually, that has been just with runners and scoring. And this is something they needed from the backup catcher spot is someone that can not be a total shell on offense. Well, you see, I mean, he's just you can tell when a hitter's just got that luck going. It's it's like with every sports when you're hot, you're hot, and you get those bounces. 
you have to be good to be lucky is is the common term. Yeah, no, that's and true. he hits what looks like a routine ground ball to short. He keeps. And it I guess up. they had some sort of shift on, or somebody was just. It got right. It, it, far. it did barely squeak through. Like two. Both yeah. The, both like he, the... he two diving infielders going in either direction, and he still squeaks it through into the outfield for a single. It's just like that's what I mean when you're when you're playing well, you just get those kind of breaks. Gee, maybe like the Bruins have been getting against the Leafs. I don't know. <laughs> eh. Well, you have to be good to get those breaks. So I mean. Yeah, uh, it's not luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think, uh, I mean, they lost last night, but it was still a close game. Oh my God. A roll is Chapman just flat out. He's He's ridiculous. I I think all three outs were by, by a strikeout and it was the same goddamn pitch, 101 miles per hour. Yeah. the, The one thing that I think gets slept on with this Yankees team is they have a very good lineup, obviously with Stan and judge. Uh, judge and judge went yard yesterday um, the starting pitching but, is not and as they good. have one of the best bullpens in the MLB they do their starting pitching is not I mean look they have Robertson Batances and Chapman three guys Chapman. who could and easily Tony be Kinley. yeah who could easily be a closer on any other team and then yeah. the Yankees can be like all right and they're also what like a year two years removed from having Andrew Miller as well like just just bonkers yeah the but, Yankees have had a good bullpen for a while they have. Um, that's why I was when the Blue Jays were down. I was so surprised they even made it a one-run game. Um, yeah, because it's just. Well, the Blue Jays now, have now done you a build around bullpens, and the, it's just as soon as you get to the sixth or seventh, you're in trouble. I will say this has been a strength of the Blue Jays. They are one of the best offensive teams, usually against opposing teams' bullpens. It's they, the yeah, they lead the league in uh, in runs after the seventh. Yeah. Um, so it's just I, I can't explain it because Travis on regular rest, Martin on regular rest, Donaldson on IR, Tulo on IR, Morales on IR. DL, come on, this isn't hockey. Whatever. Um, just the list. I mean, so, but th- it actually also purists. It's like when Richard got angry at me for saying there's a salary cap in baseball. It's like just <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> um, this is I write I... hockey every all year. Just give me a break. I will say. You know what I mean. I will say. Um, I think a big part of the reason why they've been successful is because of the injuries. Other than Donaldson, because Donaldson's still product being productive, but you're giving. I mean, they don't win a lot of those games without Maley. To be fair, like this is an unexpected. Well, come on, but let's be real. I mean, Luke Maley has been also been hitting when the Jays have been pummeling teams by, by. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying teams. like, but. Over the last little bit, like Maley's had some big RBIs. He has. I mean, look at that. Solar- really helped the Jays win games. Solarte as well. Granderson, Pierce. Uh, I'm looking at other than Justin Smoke. I mean, I wrote about this too. Uh, is it is it Jan Hervis or is it Yang Gervis? I'm I'm thinking it's Jan Hervis. Ah, uh, you're you're doing this to me now. Well, I I just don't know. It's it's something I've been wondering. I'm going to go with Jan Hervis. He's been great. He has four home runs already this season. He's he's been he's probably he was probably the best pickup so far. Yep, he and Diaz and uh, Yami Garcia on the pitching. Yami Garcia has been good. Uh, he had a bit of a rough outing to start with Kansas City, but got better. Um, Maley, I mean, he's a returning guy. Uh, and Kepe looked like he was going to be good, but he's been sent down. 
for a little conditioning, I guess. And it's just Ledmus Diaz has been good. Like it's just the depth is better. Granderson's been good. Grichik uh, has not. <laughs> you want to talk about the one thing that's gone wrong for the Jays, and that's Randall Grichik, who's now hitting at a pristine 088 this season. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. He's he's gonna he might lose his spot to Teoscar Hernandez. I, I would say. I'd send him for a conditioning stunt. Does he have options actually? I have no idea. How do you check that? I, I just I pulled the DL and IR a minute ago. You think I know how many options Randall Gretchen has? <laughs> um that's... I don't know, we'll get Richard on the horn. Uh, Richard is in a factory right now in Brampton, so I can't uh... <laughs> I can't, I can't get him uh, yet. Uh, later. I'll ask him my dumb baseball questions and he's, get them solved. He's still in his arbitration years. <sighs> the you issue think. is... Like, this is why I like Cap Friendly, because Cap Friendly shows, like, for hockey... <laughs> he can go here, here, and here. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't, yeah. I, I would say no. I would say he doesn't have options, but... Okay, so this is how you say Solarte's name. This is his pronunciation way. Younger, younger V's. It's definitely not how anybody else says it. Younger V's, Youngervis, <laughs> or maybe it's Youngervis. I think it's Youngervis, Youngervis yeah. Solarte. I don't know. I could be totally. Wrong. But I've heard it pronounced Youngervis, Youngervis, like. Oh, it's something that needs to be solved. Ah, so. uh, Youngervis. This is how the Youngervis. This is how the okay. blue. Okay, that's blue, cool. Youngervis Solarte. Uh yeah, so it's it's yawn like yawn hair like you like you know hair on your head V's yawn hair V's okay yawn hair V's Solarte so that's how uh, that's how the Blue Jays uh, media pronunciation guy I couldn't find that article and I found it on Sportsnet <laughs> because I remember we they did put that up oh you are on brand today sir on brand today that's right hey, I, I shout out TSN Radio for the other conversation stuff. You're not on brand then. Yeah. Um, if the Blue Jays win this series against the Yankees, and let's say I think it's a four-game series, so let's say they split it. Let's say they were to somehow beat the Red Sox, and I say somehow because I don't think it's possible. Because mm. yet, does your opinion about this season change? The Jays season as a whole. Uh, no, 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 because honestly, anything after this good start is, it's still their best start since 2009. Yeah. I mean, they, they were, they were in a lot of trouble after last year. They went, I think it was eight and 17 after April. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, you can't lose every game for the rest of the month. That's just not how to go about things. But I mean, they're doing well for themselves. They so they're, they're totally, you expect the to narrative. lose the Yankees. They're supposed to be the best team in the AL East. Uh, they're not right now. They are they're behind third. the blue Jays, but obviously that's not all season. The Yankees will figure it out. The Red Sox started. Well, the Jays will falter a bit. Like if the Jays can stay in that three spot, I'm pretty happy because the season was supposed to be, like the bridge season before the rebuild starts. Like make the fans happy before we blow it all up, basically. 
Yeah. And it's turned out to be one of the most successful seasons in recent history. So, well, I mean, Jay, Byron has... Atkins are saving their own tails right yeah. now, honestly. Well, it's depth. I mean, yeah. you, oh, yeah. They don't have frontline depth, they just have depth as being productive. They went out and got cheaper guys that did the job better than the guys they had before. And Granderson's been great. He had a grand slam against the Royals, I believe it was, yeah, two nights ago. Uh, Justin Smoke, I mean, he's already, like, the, and the guys that you already have are playing well. Maley is obviously the guy that stands out, but Justin Smoke's not doing bad. Um, Justin Smoke has, yeah, he's been good. I mean, a lot of teams have been afraid to pitch to him, which understandable. Yeah. Steve um, Pierce has chipped in a bit. I mean, it's just. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about the bullpen. I'm just yeah. not. I'm not sold on the bullpen yet, and no. I'm not. Well, it's, a, it's a lot of guys that like. That's the problem is you have to spend big money on. That's exactly what we talked about earlier. Those guys at the Yankees, they they yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is there's it's a big market for bullpen arms now because bullpens are being relied more and more on than they ever have been. So it's big money. You, I mean, you you're gonna have to spend a ton on a guy to just shut it down. So what the Jays are doing is trying to do that with their own Ryan Tepera Ryan is really helping with that um, Tepera was good he gave up a Osuna home run Osuna has other, been great on fire no Escobar, but yeah um, um, yeah he's he's not bad honestly Tepera's good Danny Barnes has had a really good start to the year yeah uh, I think Meza just got sent down but he only played an inning anyway so pitched an inning rather baseball terms um, yeah it's just it's uh, growing pains. Roberto Osuna's, uh, I don't even know. I, there's been a lot of games where the bullpen's had to, like, win the Jays' games. No, because of all the blowouts, right? So that's uh, that's a good point. There have been games where, yeah, the bullpen has had to come. Not many. I mean, the first couple of Osuna saves, they were dire ones. But yeah. the offense has done their job. I think that's, that's the last time I heard of I heard about Osuna was when he had his, uh, his 100 save on the Sanchez no-hitter. Yep, that's true. The last time I've heard his name. So that's good that the Jays, honestly, it's not good for Osuna because obviously he wants to get in as much game action, but uh, it's good for the Jays because they don't need to rely on their bullpen to keep them from blowing games. And Osuna had, what was it, 10 blown saves last year, if not more? I can't remember. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. It's just a tale of two seasons, honestly, because they couldn't, Osuna couldn't help the Jays' offense last year because they just couldn't get him enough runs to save games. Yep. And this year, it's they, you don't even have to. Not like, I don't yet. even know who's all in the Jays' bullpen because I haven't watched uh, all the games. Tyler Axel, well, Clippard are there. I know Clippard was there. Axford, Barnes, Songhuan Oh, uh, Tapera, Osuna. Was it a seven man bullpen? I, I know think. Mesa was optioned down. Mesa was just optioned, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's. It's a work in progress, the Jays. It is. Oh, it's cert- it definitely is. Uh, Aaron Loop's there as well. <laughs> Aaron Loop. How can I forget old, about Loop? Old faithful. Old Looper. Um, I'm, yeah, I would just God, say. Let's not run with that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Looper. I would just, I'm, I want to see how Marco Estrada pitches tonight. I mean, okay, sorry. He's pitching against the Yankees on Friday. Yep. Most likely going to be outdated by the time it, people listen to this. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, but I think Marcus Stroman is someone that needs to. I know he missed time with the with the in, with his inflammation, so I'm giving him a bit of leeway to get back into it. But 
He's got to get his command back. Yaimi Garcia. He been... and Sanchez can both have like good years together. The Jays will be fine. Yeah, they can be a contender. But it seems like Sanchez had card. two years ago. Sanchez had the Cy Young caliber season, and Stroman wasn't very good. And obviously, Sanchez was out last year, and Stroman had a good a Cy uh, Young a Cy Young candidate last year. Yeah, and it just seems like Sanchez is doing pretty well, and Stroman's. Although Sanchez well seemed very frustrated on third, uh, no, in the opener against the Yankees, he didn't like how he was pitching. I think the weather kind yeah. of impacted that too, but yeah, the weather looked like crap. Yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm more curious to see how they play against Boston because Boston right now is the measuring stick in baseball. Yep. Um, but it's uh, definitely at least still a way better outcome than what was happening last season. I will say. Lots to talk about with uh, with all of these uh, Toronto teams. The Rock, you were at a game. Uh, I was at a game. What was that? How did that go? Not well for The Rock. Well for uh, Rochester, who they played. So um, what's the what's you want the me to just summarize it very quickly? No, I, I mean I can. You wrote the article. I just want to know what's their outlook like. Uh, their outlook is they're still in the playoffs, but just hanging on by a threat. So they need to win. They need to win out to make the playoffs. They have two games left over the next two weeks. I think next two Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the last game of the year was good. The thing with me with the Rock is um, their team's good, and it was good the last game because they had uh, they set their record for this season for attendance, their highest attendance. I think it was just That's over right. eleven thousand at the ACC, good. which is pretty good. Because they were one, I'd like to say one game this season, they were hovering around 6K. So definitely that extra 5K will help you. Yep. Just the better atmosphere for sure. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's not been a very good season for the Rock. They started off 0-2, won four straight, and now they've lost seven of their last 10 games. Yikes. <laughs> so it's, it's really just been up and down. They have... I don't know how many people follow the team, so I won't go too into detail. But they had an MVP caliber player go down with a torn PCL, partially torn PCL, which was out for the majority of the year, and uh, that cost them big time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, now they're just fighting to get back in, and hopefully they can. If not, then uh, they'll just keep building. They're, the Rock have skewed sort of on the older side over the last – as long as I've watched the team, they've – sort of sold off the future draft picks and whatnot in order to get players that could win them championships. A la 2007, 8, 9, 2010 Leafs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. Pretty much. Although there's just no championships. So. Um, yeah. So it's just they're, they're rebuilding. And uh, I, I have a high outlook on the team. I know a lot of fans are used to winning a lot of games. Uh, they are not used to these fringe playoff teams they're used to the rock winning division titles and making championship runs mm-hmm. so it's a little hard for the fan base to get used to but uh i think they're going in the right direction it's lacrosse you don't usually see rebuilds that often i know i'm going off on a tangent about the rock but we don't talk about the rock so no. give me this i will <laughs> yeah well we'll um, you've been meaning to get do an interview uh with some rock players and stuff well we'll yeah, absolutely. i'll let you we'll, set uh, aside a podcast for that or just even we'll i'll po- try and get somebody in if we can do one yeah, I was trying to at the beginning of the year and we couldn't work it out. But uh, I have somebody in mind if we can just uh... we'll, we'll get it. We'll sort it out. It's yeah, a little, it's a little um, tough with the playoffs and our the work schedule. But uh, we'll make yeah, it. I think maybe doing one closer to 
when the draft happens in September, that could probably work. Yeah. And then that's when everything sort of kicks off free agencies about a month before that. And, and I mean, look, we, we ignore the rock, but Toronto FC, we haven't even talked about either. They, they're going for their biggest game in franchise history on Tuesday and they're down. I know. Yeah, that was a rough game, but they should have liked the Leafs in game five. Uh, sorry. Game four. God, I'm so out of it. They um, need to get pucks in. That's, that's how TFC will win this game. Um, TFC, could have, TFC could have won that game so easily. They 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 had so many great scoring chances. They they I mean there were some that were missed. Altor just shot it right at the goalkeeper. It always happens like that in in soccer. So, yeah, it, it's I'm not worried about TFC. Sports and yet they find a way to miss it more times than they don't. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we'll definitely soccer players are might be the most uncoordinated athletes on earth. That's true. That because yeah, true. just sorry if anybody loves soccer that listens to this, but yeah, it's just uh, there's no excuse for missing a net that big so often <laughs> with the chances they get. Yeah, um, I think that's a good I way mean, to end this. Hockey players fucking they can still score. That's the true. Bruins scored three last night on a net that's. Four by six. Also, although although that net for a couple of players seemed like it was a whole, it was like a soccer net. So let's uh, mm. let's not. That Austin Matthews, he could use a soccer net right about now. Ha! <laughs> You're funny. Ha! Ah, um, okay, Anyhow. before we get the, before this goes too <laughs> off the rail, I didn't stop me fun. before it's too late. Yeah. Um, wanna thank Austin again for his time. Uh, thank you, Austin, for your time. Yeah, no worries. Um, we want to, yeah, there's a lot going on. We are doing our best at tip of the tower to keep you on top of everything. We got Austin's piece on Lourdes Goriel, who was just recalled by the Blue Jays. Three weeks. Um, yeah, that, that got called up a little bit surprising in my opinion. So he, uh, he got called up. Austin's got a piece up on him. Uh, we got all your stuff on the Raptors, uh, to check out all of Demar's six revelations. Ooh. This can be. Can four- I can I interrupt you for two seconds? Uh oh. Um, Lourdes Gurriel will be making his MLB debut tonight. So this will be on a Friday night. You got Lourdes yeah. Gurriel night. Raptors uh, playing playing second base, batting ninth. You got game three of the Raptors on a Friday night, and Gurriel making his debut. And what better way? Easily Friday night. Easily, the best hair in the business. That is true. If you want to see, if you want to see that flow, go to tipofthetower.com. You can find his. Uh, um, that yeah, you you'll see Austin's piece on Goriel and his lovely locks. Uh, I the last one I did was on the Raptors finally earning a little bit of respect from. Uh, they were just featured on ESPN magazine. Uh, they've been featured on a couple of ESPN shows, which hasn't really happened. ESPN. Uh, Employees are being told to update their passports, showing how much they think a uh, potential NBA Finals could be coming north of the border. And well, I I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for the Leafs' uh, season to end just yet, so hopefully we'll have more on that uh, on Tip of the Tower as well. Nick yeah. is going to have your TFC thoughts after, uh, <laughs> after the after hopefully... TFC wins the Champions League. I'm not. Oh, we'll see. Hot takery. I think they can. I, I, I was, I was convinced that they were going to win that game based on how they were playing, but Gotta bounces didn't go their way. A good game. Yep. So pucks in deep. 
Pucks and deep. Balls and deep. Uh, I don't know how many other Pucks and deep. Bang bodies. That's all you need. And to let's not forget next week we got the NFL draft. I will do – I'm actually <laughs> – I'll most likely be watching if there's not too much else going on. Uh, the Bills could be an intriguing team to watch with the trade front. So lots, lots, lots will have to, uh, on tipofthetower.com. And uh, appreciate you listening to the podcast. Follow Austin on Twitter, underscore Austin Owens. Uh, Austin, you got to be making – you got to do more gifts of uh, playoff hockey. Yeah, man. You might might be People your last. to start retweeting more gifts, and then I'll start doing them. All right, I'll I'll make sure to retweet. <laughs> um, but uh, could be the last one, the last time you do it this season for the Leafs. So, oh, I'm not just doing them for the Leafs. I'll do them for anyone. That's just depends on when I'll be home. Okay, well I'm not. I was really... doing them for the. Jets I'm not really interested in the other teams. Okay, we're only Toronto. I I joke. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever. A uh, Vegas games would be fun. I'd like to see that. I did. I've done a couple of Vegas ones. And they're, yeah. Uh... No, they haven't had as many goals, but I'm expecting a little more next series. You know what makes me upset about Twitter is that you can see how many people have, have reacted oh, or seen your media views now. It's just like when you <laughs> send out retweeted your stuff. It's just like when you send out a WhatsApp message and you see people have read it, or even on Facebook and you see people have read it and they don't respond. It's the social media equivalent of reading a text and not replying. Exactly. All right, uh, that's a great one. And you can follow me on Twitter underscore David Morissuti or D underscore Morissuti. Wow, I am, <laughs> I'm on my game. Morissuti sixty nine, dude. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't panic just yet, people. We still have another Leafs game to watch. I'm a little more optimistic about their chances, unlike some other people. I mean, Austin isn't giving up yet, but he's not. <laughs> Ready there yet, either. Um, I'm definitely not positive. Enjoy your sports-filled weekend. I'm sure we will be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.